Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bright Young Things. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Austin. How's it How are you doing? Jinx. <laughs> Welcome. This is what you're signing up for when you <laughs> press play on this. So we're back. We're back in the studio for yes. a brand new season. Yeah, the the virtual studio, um, <laughs> because this has all been remote, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, we thought that we would be like in an actual recording area together at one point. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> the roaring 20s off to a, a Zoom start. But yeah, we're back. We're, we're brighter. We're younger and we're thingier than ever. Yes. We got a new theme on our Instagram. We got new intro music. Yes. Here we are. 2021. New. Fresh. <laughs> Living our so best what have you life. been reading since, since what have you been reading since our last season ended? <sighs> you know what? I had a mild um, reading slump. Uh, I, I moved um, just back to my dad's. And so it was kind of like lots of packing and unpacking. So I'm still chipping away at Pride and Prejudice. Um, which has been great. I haven't read it in like quite a few years, so that's been going well. And then I'm also trying to get through um, some Met Galley arcs that I have on the go. Um, so I'm just starting one called How Moon Fuentes Fell in Love with the Universe, I believe. I hope I didn't butcher that title. Um, but yeah, it's good so far. How hmm. about you? I've actually been on a roll the last couple of weeks since we last recorded. Ooh. Most of my reading has been in anticipation of future episodes we'll be doing, which we'll be talking about later, but yes. I finished Titus Andronicus for our next Shakespeare episode. I just finished Pride of Prejudice yesterday, or today, earlier today. Oh. <laughs> Austin, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. I have been sharing memes on our Instagram and sending them to you directly, um, like a savage, for weeks, I feel like. This is going to be so fun to talk about. I'll save my thoughts on that one for a future episode. But yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it, it's good. It, I remember the first time I read it, like it was my third time trying to get through it. I think I was in high school, probably grade 10. And I, like finally something clicked and I actually finished and I liked it. It's good. The only question I have is why does everybody in Regency England have the same first name? Is it all Emma? No, they're all, all their names are <laughs> Mr. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God! That's my yeah. dad joke of the episode. That was beautiful. That was that was. Great. <laughs> oh. Did you see my face? I was like full into it. I was like, "What do you mean?" Oh. Gosh! All oh, women's first names are Miss. I don't get it. <laughs> well, that's amazing that you finished. I'm so excited to like fully have that like inside joke meme culture with you now. I feel like you really understood what Mr. Collins is about. The unsung. Anti-hero <laughs> of this book, would I say? I don't know. I think it's too uh, late to be an anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him and potatoes. That's the real love story. <laughs> okay, we'll save all that. We'll save all that for a future okay. episode. <laughs> and I've also been re-re-re-reading Caligula, which we'll be talking about in a future episode, which I made a post about earlier in the week. Heck yeah. I'm excited for that one. I really liked learning about Roman emperors in school. And I always kind of meant to get around to like reading like biographies or more in depth about them, but I just never really did. I guess, you know, once you get into university, your reading time is limited. So <laughs> like pick and choose. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now that I kind of have time, it's I'm excited for that. <laughs> get into it. Yeah. And I also just finished today 
a very short biography of the Roman general Gaius Marius. Ooh. Oh, I saw it got on Kindle Unlimited, which Ooh. my free trial ends soon. <laughs> <my> <laughs> I just tried the free trial of Kindle and I canceled it like two days ago. That's so funny. I thought the selection was terrible, but it's just the search engine that's terrible for it. I like I kind of thought the same thing. I thought the browsability really sucked, um, which is unfortunate because I kind of went into like this weird phase where I thought I was going to get really into it over December because I sat down and I wanted to get uh, Mindy Kaling released an essay collection, which is phenomenal and like so worth it um so I purchased a couple of those and they were like kindle ebooks I liked it but then like I tried the free trial and I was like there's nothing for me on here I feel like Uh yeah it was just Hmm. not working for me (laughs) who knows I could come back to it (laughs) you'll come around on it (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day maybe one day yeah okay so yeah here we are at the beginning of our second season Season two. We got so many big plans coming up. I know. I'm actually really excited. Um, Yeah. So season one was really fun for us. We had a lot of like really great topics and guests. And um, yeah, we ended on a great note too with our new game show, um, (laughs) which we're excited to announce will be a regularly occurring thing. The Booksta Bestie Game Show. Um, So if you or anyone you know has... Um, a bookish best friend or even if you're like running a bookstagram together hit us up it's gonna be fun or if you meet somebody on the street is reading a book ask them to come be on the podcast <laughs> i don't know stranger danger but i mean <laughs> usually if people are reading books they're good people um don't hold me to that i don't want that coming up <laughs> in a courtroom but that's been my experience anyway Maybe the yeah. next time you go to a bar, maybe in two years when COVID's over, find somebody there and ask them to be on the on the podcast. There you go. We're just making friendships, apparently. We're friendship <laughs> starters. Yeah. I think what that's the best place of... to start a new friendship than in a pandemic. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm remembering how we became friends, Austin. How would you describe us becoming friends? It was, we were... We had the same couple classes to start off in our first year yep. of our undergraduate. Yep. And I think I was just being antisocial like I usually am. And he came up to you and went, hey, I'm Sophia. I was in this other class. Okay. So in my head, this is how it went. Ready? <laughs> okay. So I go to like, I think three classes and one is like a giant lecture hall. And I like was sitting down, whatever. I was sitting with my one friend from high school who's actually like in our program, Jenny, who I love. And I we were walking in, whatever. And then um, I think I like bumped into you or something. I was like, oh, sorry. And you were like, oh, no problem. And then we like went away and I was like, okay, cool. And then I don't have any recollection of that. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, like, I don't know. Something happened for us to be like, oh, oh. And then the next class, I was like, oh, hey, like there's another curly haired person. And I was like, cool. I remember him. Um, and then we had another class together and I was like, this is getting weird. And like, we do have like a small university, so it's not that weird. But then, um, uh, while we were waiting for our tutorial on like Friday morning, I think I like saw you outside and I was like, Hey, Austin, I'm Sophia. And you were like, okay. And <laughs> I was like, that's it. that's it. We're friends now. And we've never looked back. We've never looked back. Well, I haven't. Um, Neither have I. I didn't really know anybody else at Laurier, like other people in my residence. So 
I remember like this one time, I feel like I've said this to you before. I don't know. But this one time um, I was talking to you like, I don't know, halfway through first term of first year. And I was like, yeah, Austin, so like, what are you doing this weekend? And you were like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to see like a friend at his dorm. And I was like, you have you have other friends? <laughs> like, like that scene like in the TV show Friends where like someone knocks at the door and they all look at each other like we're all here. Like, who could it be? That's why I felt I was like, what are you talking about, other <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's like how I felt when you had like another friend on Goodreads liking all your reviews. I was like, this is my turf. Like what what? It's so funny. Or for like the first year and a half of a Goodreads, like Sophie was my only friend on it. And then someone else started liking things and I was like, who is so and so and what is he doing? I'm up to three friends on Goodreads now. <laughs> Go Austin. Go Austin. <laughs> if if people follow us on Bookstagram, we have a link tree. Add us on Goodreads. We we like friends. I like to see what people are reading. Yeah, yeah. Add us up on that. I feel like it's easier to see like other books there or keep track of what people are reading because we have fewer like friends on there than on the Instagram. But mm-hmm. you know, the algorithm. It gets you. Actually, before we get back into talking about our plans for the upcoming season, I wanted to, I found two very strange books on my traversing mm-hmm. of Goodreads that I wanted to bring up to you and our listeners. Let's do it. Heard of them because they sound they sound pretty weird to me. Okay. So this one's called Eligible. I feel like you've heard of this one by Curtis Sittenfield. Austin, I just returned that to the library. This sounds very not good to me. I did not read it. It sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty bad. I'll read the plot description for it. Okay, okay. And I'll let our listeners guess what book it's based off of. Okay. Liz is a magazine writer in her late 30s who, like her yoga instructor elder sister Jane, lives in New York City. When their father has a health scare, they return to their childhood home in Cincinnati to help and discover that the sprawling tutor they grew up in is crumbling and the family is in disarray. Youngest sisters, sisters Kitty and Lydia are too busy with their CrossFit workouts and paleo oh. dies to get jobs. Mary, <laughs> the middle sister, <laughs> is earning her third online master's degree and barely leaves a room, except for this mysterious Tuesday night outing she won't discuss. And Mrs. Bennett has one thing on her mind, how to marry off her daughters, especially as Jane's 40th birthday fast approaches. Enter Chip Bingley, <laughs> a handsome new-in-town doctor <laughs> who recently appeared on the juggernaut reality TV dating show Eligible. At a 4th of July barbecue, Chip takes an immediate interest in Jane, but Chip's friend, neurosurgeon Fitzwilliam Darcy, reveals himself to Liz to be much less charming, and yet first impressions can be deceiving. Hoo-hoo-hoo. I mean... I like how they put every American cliche into that. They made it a 4th of July barbecue. They live in New York. CrossFit. I don't know if that's strictly American, but it feels like an American (laughs) thing to me. I don't know. Um, I don't know how yeah. that sounds to you, but to me, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Look, we we all love um, a Pride and Prejudice out adaptation. We we stand, but um, I don't know what that we just, means. <laughs> we're fans of it. We we like, but I don't know. I picked it up. I tried to get into it. I couldn't for some reason, and I was like, there are so many out there that I don't feel bad about putting this one back. Um, but yeah, that's just me. So the I, other one I found, I was trying to find a nice... Sorry, what were you going to say before I get into the next one? No, I was just going to say um, that they couldn't, like, change 
Fitzwilliam. Like they they changed. I was thinking the same Charles. thing. Chip, Chip, <laughs> Chip <baby. laughs> Like you named him Chip, but you couldn't take the Fitz off of Fitzwilliam. <laughs> that seems a little. Is that really like the most modern name they can think of for him too? Is Chip? <laughs> Chip. I don't know. I I like Chip better than Chaz. Um, but. <laughs> Just what about Charlie? Charlie would have been a cute alternative. Like we didn't have to go down that route. I actually read this other book by Curtis Sittenfield Feld Field. F- I forgot. I already accepted that. Page. Okay, that's <laughs> gone. My head just passed not long enough to remember that. <laughs> but I I just read another one by her called Rodham, and it's like a fictional take on what would have happened if Hillary. Rodham Clinton did not marry Bill Clinton and just went on with her like political life and it was really good um so that's why I was like more willing to pick up eligible but it eligible just did not work out <laughs> for me. and I remember like I started reading Rodham and for some reason I thought it was just a biography and not like a fictional alternative universe all alternate universe thing and then I got into it and I was like uh-huh. There is no way she could. <laughs> I was like, I was so mad at myself for not reading like the back clearly. I was like, oh my god. But I don't know if it was just a description of that book, the eligible one, but they just seemed to put in buzzwords for, oh, it's modern and it's hip, like online master's degree, CrossFit, uh, yeah, yoga instructor. <laughs> it's like it's a strong try to move to the modern world. I respect that. I'm I'm into it. I just couldn't <laughs> get into the book itself. Okay, and the other one I found, I was trying to find a nice copy of The Odyssey, like mm-hmm. on Amazon or whatever, and I came across this one called, it's by, the author's name is Gwen Cooper. Okay. It's called Homer's Odyssey, A Fearless Feline Tale, or How I Learned About Love and Life with a Blind Wonder Cat. Wow, that's... So the description of this one is, once in nine lives, something extraordinary happens. Pie. The last thing Gwen Cooper wanted was another cat. She already had two. Not to mention a phenomenally underpaying job and a recently broken heart. Ooh. <laughs> and Gwen's veterinarian called with a story about a three-week-old eyeless kitten who'd been abandoned. It was love at first sight. Everyone warned that Homer would always be an underachiever, never as playful or independent as other cats. But the kitten nobody believed in quickly grew into a three-pound dynamo, a <sighs> tiny daredevil with a giant heart who eagerly made friends with every human who crossed its path. Homer scaled seven-foot bookcases with ease and leapt five feet into the air to catch flies in mid-buzz. He survived being trapped alone for days after 9-11 in an apartment near the World Trade Center. And even saved Gwen's life when he chased off an intruder who broke into their home in the middle of the night. He chased off an amazing cat. But it was Homer's unswerving loyalty, his infinite capacity for love, and his great joy in the face of all obstacles that inspired Gwen daily and transformed her life. And by the time she met the man she would marry, she realized Homer had taught her the most important lesson of all. Love isn't something you see with your eyes. Oh, my God. Uh, I did not <laughs> expect to be that emotional about that. Um, I don't know if that's a fiction book or if that's a story of this woman's actual cat. But <laughs> My God. When, when <laughs> the back said once in nine lives, I was like, wow. Um, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, that seems like a quite the wild ride of a book. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> People don't deserve pets, even if it's fictional. I mean, I would believe it if someone did that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back on topic. Our, plans <laughs> <Okay. to> <laughs> Our brief intermission. 
Um, Those are just two things I've had loaded up for a while that I wanted to talk or just to bring up to you. (laughs) This is what happens when we take a break. We come back and we're like, did you hear about this crazy thing I encountered? Probably not, (laughs) but I'll tell you. We should make Homer's Odyssey uh, one of our book club episodes later down the road. We should. Is that how you (laughs) feel about your hedgehog, Austin? Do you feel that much affection towards Hector? Well, Hector... Wasn't hasn't saved me from any intruders yet, so I don't know if I can feel that close to him. But one day we'll get there. he's gonna step up. He's gonna step up. <laughs> I've seen his cute little he face. Bit. He looks tough. <laughs> he bit me real hard the other day. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, so your book with Hector might be a little different than Gwen and, and Homer. <laughs> my um... love hate relationship with my, <laughs> with Hector the Hedgehog. <laughs> Only once in nine lives would I encounter such a being. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, this is great. So, what's coming up season two? The Books to Bestie game show. Expect more episodes of that, Um, as we've talked about. That's a really fun one, because we get to talk to best friends who, one, we know that we love book people. Book people are our people. And so when they come on for the show, it's really fun to get to see, like, how well people know each other. Um, yeah, our last episode was a blast. We had Peyton so and Bailey from You Have to Read This Book podcast. Check out that episode if you haven't. Yeah, and check out their podcast because they're amazing. They break down really cool stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's it's really fun. And I love, like, a friendship meet cute. Like, when Bailey and Peyton were talking about how they met, I was like, I'm so into this. Like, I love <laughs> hearing how people meet and how they perceive each other. So it was really fun. Um. And then, yeah, we also have, like, another thing that we're tuning into our rotation, which is the Shakespeare series that Austin is primarily in charge of, even though we both read it. (laughs) I do like my Shakespeare. But, yeah, we have one under our belt so far. We did Romeo and Juliet to start off. Yeah, a classic. You have to. Our next one is less of a classic. We'll we'll leave the name of it for now. But (laughs) it's one of Shakespeare's less well-known and less well-regarded plays, we'll say. It'll be fun. It'll be a a good... (laughs) change of scene so we're gonna go through all Shakespeare's plays which I'm really excited about because some I know pretty well and I've seen live and others I haven't but it's really cool kind of dissecting like really cool themes that's in like that are in them and you know kind of just um there's a lot of like inside I I don't know how else to explain it but like inside jokes and like lots of cool stuff around there so I'm excited to talk about that um, just wait till we get Richard until we get to Richard the Third. Oh, the gloves are going to come off. I'm, it's just going to be like me being silent for two hours while Austin explains <laughs> the significance. I'll be like, "Yes, you can't hear me nodding, but I am nodding on this podcast." Fun uh, fact: Richard the Third died on the same day I was born, but two hundred years earlier, four, five, six hundred years earlier, five hundred years earlier. Coincidence? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know that meme of, here we go, it's me talking about oh, memes. Here's the segment. <laughs> For our but first you know, time listeners, we have a weekly segment where <laughs> Sophia verbally illustrates a meme. I can't help it. It's how I communicate now. This is what has happened to me. But you know that meme of um, the Powerpuff Girls' dad? I forget his name now. It's been too long. But it's like that, like... professor or something? Yeah, the professor. Thank you. Um, one of us was paying attention on Saturday mornings. The other was clearly not. <laughs> Um, what if I do Powerpuff but... Girls more than you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
um you know in the intro like he would be like pouring stuff in to create the powerpuff girls in the lab and then people make that doing hand gestures yeah (laughs) people do that meme of like um like oh he you put in a dash of this a dash of this and then at the end he accidentally like topples over a bottle and too much goes in so if like if they were making you austin it would be like oh some intelligence cool oh some like really kind natured stuff cool and then like oh um he might like richard the third and they broke the bottle and the rest of it just like toppled in (laughs) that's it i need to make that to to put it up half the reason i like richard so much is to perpetuate how much you think other characters are third? <laughs> so good. It's become one of like, like the I don't know five things that I use to like introduce you to people. Like I'm like, oh yeah, like come on to the come on to the show. It'll be fun. Like it's with like my best friend Austin. Um, he's really nice. He's really funny. He's really smart. He loves Richard the <laughs> Third. Just <laughs> loves him. <laughs> and it's good. It really just like I feel like that's a full capture. Um, and then yeah, after our shakespeare series which we're excited about um we'll be doing more book club episodes doing party hand gestures oh so is austin so is austin <laughs> just do a half hour of this <laughs> just in silence utter silence um, still hear the enthusiasm it's fine but yeah our book club episodes are really fun sometimes we pick the book together and other times we do a swap which um Austin has not had the the best experience with my picks, but uh, I'm excited to see what you pick for me to read. Um, Even if the books aren't good, that's still a fun experience to talk about them. I know. I won't hold it against you. That's when you got your new contact um, name in my phone, uh, Team James President Austin, (laughs) uh, after our Twilight Book Club slash interview episode with Alex, which you should listen to because it was the best. Um. You're going to have to make my new name Team Mr. Collins Fan Club the first third of the book and then not for the rest of the book Fan Club president. <laughs> I hope there's no word limit on contact names. <laughs> it's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. Uh, and then... So should um, we talk about some of the book club books we have lined up or leave it as a surprise? Yeah. Let's do it. I don't have any that come to mind currently, so if you we do... We got Pride and Prejudice for one. Yes, yes, we do. That's what we've been talking about for a while, do we? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. I mean, like, even, like, I like Jane Austen a bit, but the meme culture, a bit, and, like, <laughs> a bit. more of a branching girl, but I, I do dabble in, in Jane. Um, and yeah, I, I love it. So I'm really excited to hear what you thought about it. Because some people argue, I mean, not to get too into this before the episode, but some people argue that she's the originator of, like, the rom-com. Is it there true? There was a lot of, I don't know if, like, I just didn't pick up on, like, if it was supposed to be funny or not. We'll talk about it later on we'll our later episode. We're getting ahead of ourselves, as usual. <laughs> uh, and then another segment in our show that we're going to keep going this season is um, the interview, which we love. We're going to be talking to some really cool people about really cool things. And some old friends, new friends. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. We've talked to some really cool people on Bookstagram um, that are hoping to come on and some friends in our lives. Oh, coincidentally, like we, well, maybe not coincidentally, we, we love to talk about books, but most of our friends have really cool niche interests within reading. Um, like Richard the Third. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and book selling and librarianship <laughs> and comics and audiobooks and everything in between. So we're really excited. Um, and then the Old Faithful are topic episodes, mm-hmm. which we love. Um, so yeah, just talking about different bookish culture things, I feel like. Um, like how we organize our shelves. Yeah, we're going to take time. a revisit to our, our bookshelves. Yes, because I have a new system coming. Keep your eye out. It's going to be changing my background soon. I haven't moved one book out of position since the last time we talked about my bookshelf. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that on the episode. We'll examine the psychological <laughs> reasons behind that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're we going to bring in our, the acclaimed Canadian psychologist, Dr. Geraldine. Fitzgeraldine. <laughs> I couldn't think of a fake name. I thought you were going to say Fitzwilliam, and I was like, don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. For those who don't know, that's not a real person. I just made her <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's all I have. Miss, Miss Dr. Fitzgeraldine. Angel. <laughs> Like on Friends with Phoebe and Regina Falange. Just rolls off She's the tongue. Introduce, introduce her as a character that one of us plays. I, you know what? Keep your eye out. That might happen too. Who knows at We're this point? We're turn into an improv podcast. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I'm really excited for season two. I can't wait to get to talk to everyone. We're also going to be expanding our media empire. Woohoo. Yes. Yeah, looking we into, we're making a Facebook page. We're looking into doing a YouTube channel to post yep. the, like the video recordings of our sessions and whatnot. Look out, world! We're booktubers now. As we're once again recording on a weeknight after both working all day. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, this is a great way to kick off our second season. We're living our best lives. We're here. We're excited to talk to you. Um, and yeah, can't wait. Mm, yeah, stay tuned for all the, the great stuff we have planned. Yes, brighter, younger, thingier, 2021. <laughs> cool, excellent. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I can't wait to see you next week, Austin. We have stuff to Me chat Me too, about. everybody join in for the second, epi- second episode of our Shakespeare series. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you later. See ya. <laughs>